Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your Mayakoba Classic Round 1 recap and look ahead to round number two. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. What up, KP? Uh, that's B thing. I don't, I, <laughs> it, I don't like, you know, you know, when you're, you're listening to something, but you're not actually listening. That's usually when we get on here, it's just, you know, whatever. I, I actually listened to it again. It's, it's, it's freaking funny. <laughs> it's literally the highlight of his last three years. What, oh, wow. Down, Kyle uh, is here. What, what, what turn it, was that at, uh, was it a colonial? It, it was that? definitely after the shutdown uh, or yeah, after the restart, I guess it was. Yeah. Probably pretty early there. He was like one foot into the, into the, into the first cut. You know where I think it was? I think it was at uh, Muirfield village. Cause that, yeah, that's, right. that's a place that would, you know, they would have it be called the first cut because it's modeled after a guest or whatever. Did you see the rumor floating around Twitter about him today? No. What is it? Well, I, I actually didn't see it on Twitter, but somebody was texting me about it. Uh, Butch, Butch Harmon. Ooh, I, that's it, the rumor. So, so like not, it, it's not, that is not fact. That is, not, <laughs> I am not reporting. That is so unsubstantiated, <laughs> but it was just, in the ether today, which is, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. There's nothing I love more than pure rampant speculation. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, that's what we're here for. Wow. Okay. Well that, that deserves a much longer conversation today though. We're going to talk about what's going on down in Playa del Carmen at the Mayakoba golf classic, absolute log jam at the top. Plenty of guys at five under, but as we speak, KP, there is one man with two holes to go uh, at six under par. Currently in the lead, Russell Knox, who uh, has had a lot of success at this event. He's popped up a handful of times in his last couple of starts. I think this is not all that big of a surprise to see his name near the top of the leaderboard. No, it's it's not. And, you know, you think about the course and it sort of plays into, you know, somebody like him into the type of game that he plays, which is not this. I mean, he's like Brendan Todd, right? Like it's just this, this accuracy game and, I don't know. I mean, do you get excited about Russell Knox leading a golf tournament? Only when he's my top 10 lock this week is the only time, but I guess he can finish uh, seventh and I can, and I can win that one too. So no, the answer is definitely not. (laughs) Why did you have him as your top 10 lock? Uh, Because he had three consecutive top tens here. Uh, He's, I think he had like a 15th and a 16th before he missed the cut at RSM or at the masters, whatever he played less. So I just like these little, these little poppy guys that you can get for like six to one. Um, love those guys. I mean, th- this course just screams like Matt Kuchar iterations, right? Yeah. Like, the, like, like Russell Knox, Brendan Todd, they're just, they're different versions of Matt Kuchar, you know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I, I don't, you know, the leaderboard is 
I think pretty interesting. I don't know that I don't know that the top of it right now is super exciting. Well, let's talk about one more guy at the top. Joaquin Neiman, he's five under. So he's in this current five-way tie for a second. That might change over the next uh, hour or so. But uh, what's interesting is this is uh, not only Joaquin Neiman's second start since coming back from uh, testing positive for COVID-19, but literally playing to raise money for his uh, like very like one-month-old cousin who has a type of, I want to make sure I get this right, spinal muscular atrophy. Uh, and he needs a one-time injection that costs $2.1 million. So KP, I'm sure you've seen this floating around social media the last couple of weeks. He's been donating uh, all of his, all of his earnings. He's been asking people to donate. I think they're up over a hundred thousand at this point. I mean, winning this tournament would certainly go a long way. And and what a great story that would be. It'd be really cool. You know, Neiman is, Obviously the golf is impressive. I think the golf is, is underrated. I mean, what is he, is he 22 yet? Or is he still 21? I think he's 22 by now. <laughs> I feel like he's one of those guys in six years will be like, is he 21 or is he t- <laughs> like just perpetually 20? Spieth was like 21 for five years. Um, he, he turned three weeks ago. He turned 22. Okay. There you go. He, that's freaking young. Yeah. What were you doing when you were 22? Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> I think I was a, I was in grad school. I was a, um, like a, like an intern in the Oklahoma state athletic department. Yeah. I was not playing on the PGA tour is what I was not doing. <laughs> I, I was also, uh, at the end of a week, I, my paycheck was going elsewhere cause I didn't have one, so. <laughs> Right. but Neiman gets, gets a lot more credit for what he's doing. He, uh, I really like him. I think that he's, I mean, obviously he's a great player, but he just, I think there's a maturity that comes with being out in the PGA tour when you're that young, that Hmm. it's just different. Like you just grow up really quickly and you know, you see guys that I think anytime you're out on the PGA tour for that long, you grow up, but some guys it takes longer because they're in college for a long time. He's he's a PGA tour. He's 19. Yeah. And so I think there's a maturity there that other guys at 22 probably don't have. Uh, there are a couple other uh, larger names lurking before we get to some of the, the bigger names in this field. Uh, Victor Hovland's four under par 67, Tony Finau right there with them defending champion, Brendan Todd, all sitting uh, in the clubhouse with a Thursday 67 uh, two guys. First of all, trying to break the Puerto Rico open curse. And then you're defending <laughs> champion KP uh, pretty good names. Wow. Look at this producer. This Jacob is, giving us a, cool. a board, a live board. This is, this is sick. Um, <laughs> I think the most, well, first of all, do you, I've got my, since I got my, uh, swing and Pete hat on, should we talk about the order of Oklahoma state guys in this field right now? Oh, go for it. Yeah. It, go, it. it goes, I, I don't, I don't have it pulled up. It goes like, well, it goes hobbling obviously first. And then yep. I think, I think Eckrode is second, the amateur or no Hunter Mayhan second. And then Eckroat and then Fowler. And then I don't, I don't know who Charles Howe's in there somewhere as well. But I think the most intriguing guy on here, God, there's a lot of intriguing guys on here. I think it's Ortiz, man. I think that him, I think him winning twice in a month and also winning in Mexico. Yes. I think, I think that's fascinating. I, I think that's a super interesting story to follow. He said the two most important tournaments on his schedule are the WGC Mexico and this event. That was his quote, uh, which obviously goes to show how important this is to him. And then also not only twice in a month, Kyle, back to back starts. 
it would be winning. He has not played since he won in yeah. Houston, which yeah, would be incredible. Because he, he didn't get, obviously, get into the Masters because he because that's the 2021. I'm sorry if you can hear that noise, by the way. I've got a carpenter grinding, literally grinding <laughs> some stuff out there. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so, but there's, there, I mean, look at all the names up there. Akshay, I mean, you mentioned, well, we joke about it, but the Puerto Rico Open deal with Hovland and Finau, Finau, you know, I saw the kind of the end of his round seems like he wasn't hitting it that great, but he still put around. He's, he's got to win a tournament. I mean, like just win, yeah. win a tournament, you know, like I, I, I feel, I don't know. I really like him. So I'm not going to get on here and be like, Oh, you know, Finau sucks, but I just, I need him to win a golf tournament. And if it's my Coba, if it's my Coba, you know, what's going to happen is people are going to be like, Oh, he only wins, you know, yep. but this is, this is like a legit, this is real because JT's there. Brooks is there. All these guys are there. So this to, in, at least in my mind would be, okay, this is like a real, like legit second win. And, and hopefully we're, we're off to the races a little bit. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, a couple of big names. So Ricky Fowler, uh, trying to figure out what's going on with the game, shot a one under 70 with a quad on the card. I think he made eight birdies today. It's, it's unbelievable how, how, how all over the place this guy is. I, I don't understand how you make, how you shoot 70 with eight, with a, uh, with a quad. Yeah, eight birdies. You look like you look like the Bryson gift right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. It's I almost got to ten. Yeah, it's eight. So he doubles three. He quads twelve. He bogeys fourteen, and he makes eight other birdies along the way. It's pretty crazy. Uh, do you feel like that's emblematic of who he is as a golfer? I think that's, yeah, I think it's a microcosm of what his whole year has been, which is he hasn't been able to, to put it together for like two or three rounds at a time. This was like him, him just not being able to put it together or for even holes at a time. Although I do think he is, I don't know. Do you think he's like, um, like a volatile type? Like we talk about Phil being all the time, like Phil's you know notoriously very aggressive and he takes some lines that he probably shouldn't. And it leads to the numbers that he probably shouldn't make. I don't know if I have that same opinion of Ricky Fowler. So I think Ricky's weird because I don't view him as a volatile player overall, but I think within rounds he can be, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, where was it? I think it was Oakmont. It might've been the 17 PGA that JT went on to win and Ricky was playing well. And then he makes a triple in like the middle of his first or second round. And I remember the announcer saying like, nobody's ever gone on to win the PGA with a triple in whatever. I, I don't know what the stat was. Um, and I, 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 speci- I don't know why I specifically remember that about Ricky. Then you look at the Phoenix open, he had the triple on Sunday or whatever it was. So there's these weird, like, because I don't, he's not a, he's not a volatile person. He's not, he hasn't had a volatile career. He's very steady in so many different areas, but sometimes these rounds get a little, like, I, I, I don't know how you could, I don't know. Maybe you could look at like, there's no like stat for quads. Is there like, there's, there's no way to like figure out, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, Justin Ray has it buried deep in a spreadsheet somewhere, but I, I think it's odd that some of his rounds get like how you're seeing right here, where he's double the third quad, the 12th and go on to shoot 70. 
Yeah, I think that makes sense. We'll have to dive deep into the uh, the quad database and see where Ricky <laughs> ranks. Uh, Justin Thomas is one over par. He's currently tied for 70 seconds, so he's got some work to do to find a weekend uh, without looking it up. And I'll, I'll look this up, and I don't know the answer to this. When do you think the last time Justin Thomas missed a cut? Do we remember? Uh, that's a good question. I can't think of it. I think that... Uh, <clears throat> I now what? know the answer because it, I looked it up. Was it? It feels like it was this year. It was. Yeah. Uh, it after, was after, after, it was the, after the restart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Mirrorfield Village. Oh, no. It was he missed the cut at the Travelers. Oh. So he so he he came back, had the restart. He finished T10, T8 at Colonial and Harbor Town, and then missed the cut at the Travelers. I did not remember that at all. Yeah, I've, I've, I vaguely remember that. I'm, I, did you see the uh, Rory interview where he was talking about how he hasn't missed a cut in like over a year or something? Yeah, well, I didn't see the Rory interview, but every time I click, I'm a big fan of the consecutive cut streak and like who has it. Oh, at the yeah, moment. You are. He's, he's always at the top because he's just been sitting there for a year. Wasn't somebody weird up there like Kevin Streelman or something? Adam Shank was like, was yeah. like fifth for a while. He missed the cut a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> all, these, all, these, all these guys are just derivatives of Matt Kuchar to me. Like they're just, they're just, they're just offshoots of like the Kuchar school of golf. Um, no, I, you know, I, I, I'm curious. So he's plus one. Russell Knox is now, what is he? Six. Yeah. He's got I one. Mean, is, to play. Do you, do you think the, the guys that are over par just it's, they can't win? Yeah. So you got Abraham answer. You got Gary Woodland, JT. There's Charles Howell. Let, uh, let's Chris, just say, God, yeah, let's just, of, there's let's a lot just, of OSU guys in this tournament let's just say the winning score gets to like 18 or 19 and it might get deeper than that. Right. So no. even if it, you don't 19? think what? Russell Knox is six under and there's five guys at five under, <sighs> uh, maybe not 19. All right. Yeah. Okay. I just, let me, let me maybe 17. I, I, I would listen to like 15 to 17. Wow. Okay. So say it's 15. So JT is going to have to shoot at least 16 under in his next three rounds. I mean, I guess if anybody's going to do it, it's him. I just, I think there's a lot of guys. I mean, he's also behind 70 other players. I mean, he can still, this but the great players, what they always do is he'll figure out a way to get like in the top 10 or top. Like how many times have we seen these guys do that? Um, But, but unfortunately I don't, I don't think his chances are great for winning. I love his grind. He's, he's such a, he's a psycho. Like he, he like does not, I, I remember hearing a story about him one time from somebody that was talking to him and this was at the, this was at a player's championship several, several years ago. And he, I think he had missed the cut and he had been playing well. And this person was like, Hey, you know, you've been playing well. It does it really like, does it miss cut? I mean, you know, is it that big of a deal? And he's like, yeah, it's a freaking big deal. Like I, I don't, I don't ever want to miss it. Like he's, he's, I, I just, I love it. Like, I think that is the, I think, I think it can turn unhealthy. Like we saw with tiger, but I think that you can't, you can't just engine, like you can't just generate that, like that there's something in you that, that is just like that. That's just kind of crazy about this stuff in a, in a good way. And I don't know. I love that about him. I think it's going to lead to just an, an amazing career.
So do I. I mean, he is like very much near the top of my list of favorite players, guys that I think are just the best in the game. Um, also, Charlie Woods, 11 years old, apparently owns space in his head. Did you hear this? Where he was like uh, talking about playing with those guys. He's like, yeah, Charlie always wants to beat me and stuff. I'm gonna try to shut his little mouth up. Like, you're, so, dude, you're the third ranked player in the world. This 11 year old has space rented in your brain, homie. That's pretty funny. I mean, I think if you're a tiger, if you're a tiger's kid, you automatically have space in a lot of people's brains true uh, it's just like you were you were it's your inheritance you just get that's your you know real estate yeah. in other people's heads um, but yeah it's pretty pretty hilarious it's awesome uh brooksy real quick here uh brooks kepka even par 71 he goes out and bogeys his first two climbs back makes the turn in even par and then uh offsets one birdie and one bogey on the back i didn't see a whole lot of of brooks's round today i when i did see it i thought he was hitting his approaches pretty well of course we don't have any shot like data to back that up um but like you know when he gets an opportunity to go for five, to go for a par five and two that is just like must must see television with him yeah he uh i can't remember what hole i was watching him 16 or 17 and uh he, he hit a ter- i think it was his drive and i think he ended up making bogey or double um what was that hold on I'm, I'm- if it was 17 he made bogey on 17 okay yeah it was 17 <clears throat> um could have been a double pretty easily but <clears throat> i don't know i just it's not doing it for me right now. And but you watch him swing and you're like, God, the swing is so, it's so compact. It's so, it's so great looking. Um, but I just don't, I don't watch him even at the masters. I was never like, Oh, Brooks is like rolling, you know? And maybe that's just his style. Maybe it's never going to feel like that. Um, and it's just going to like, when you have a tough major, like a U.S. open at Shinnecock, he's just going to end up as the winner. But I just, I, I don't, I never get the feel that I do with like a Rory or a JT or it's like, wow, Brooks is birdies seven of the last 11 holes or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Is that, that's probably stupid, but that's just sort of how I feel when I'm watching him. No one can tell you if it's stupid, if it's how it makes you feel. Only you can be in charge of that. Uh, okay, let's look ahead to the rest of the way. Uh, the there are the odds here are, are ever changing. Obviously, as this as this round wraps, but um, from what I'm looking at right now, uh, co favorites. Tony Finau, two shots back of Russell Knox and Russell Knox are both 10 to one, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Victor Hovland, Joaquin Neiman, 12 to one, Carlos Ortiz, Brendan Todd, 16 to one. Any of these uh, names doing it for you, KP? First of all, producer Jacob, this is amazing. <laughs> it's top notch. <laughs> this is, can you, can you jump on producer, producer Jacob? What's oh. up, everybody? <laughs> this, this is you're 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 the goat. This is so good. Come get your camera shine, producer Jake. It's what we do. It's what we do around here. The grind never stops. <laughs> and if you like this, if you like uh, wagering, we might have a little more for you coming up. That's a little teaser wow. for you from the Whoa. CBS Sports he stuff. He this is uh, we don't we don't deserve you. We got yeah. another project in the works coming up. So. This ain't no hobby for producer Jacob. This is great for the audio portion for the people listening in the audio form. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I think I like Neiman here at 12. This, this, uh, yeah, it's not bad. Actually. He's one back. Yeah. He's more accurate than Hovland, right? Yeah, I think so. 
I think, I think so too. That's without looking at any deep dive on the data. Brendan and Todd, what is Todd 16? Yeah. He's two back. He's in the yeah, four he's 16. That's it. That's intriguing. I, I can't I believe Finau's the, how is Finau the co-favorite here? He's like one back, isn't he? Uh, he's two back and he's oh for his last four years. <laughs> <laughs> However many tournaments that is. That's true. Did you see, he's, he's like the 15th, he's been the 15th ranked player in the world for the last four years. Yeah. Uh, did you see what Brooks said about being ranked 12 in the world? He said, it's, uh, I don't know what he, exactly what he said. He's like, that's terrible or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> How many guys as like the other million golfers in the world are like, uh, I'd love to be a number 12 player in the world. It's, it's, it's kind of an affront. It's kind of like, okay, you know, it's kind of, uh, condescending to like everybody else in the world. Although I was glad that he kind of, uh, walked his, his DJ stuff back and, and gave him props for what he did. Yeah. What else does DJ have to do to get us get his props, man? The guy's yeah. been on a hell of a run. Um, um I like so yeah, the 12, I, I like the 12 guys here. Wa- yeah. Jocko and, and Victor, I think yeah. are, are the ones I would target there. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. That'll do it. Round one recap, round two preview for Mayakoba golf classic. Uh, thank you to Kyle Porter. You can follow on Twitter at Kyle Porter, CBS producer, Jacob behind the glass coming up big today. Shouts to producer Jacob. You can find me at Rick run good. And we'll be back after every single round this week. This has been the first cut. Catch you next time. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.